I'm here with um, Ashish Dev, who is a physiotherapist based in North India in the Dune Valley. Um, Ashish, we have spoken before, um, and I thought it'd be really interesting just to get you on to talk about your perspective of your, your profession in your own country and some a few other topics that we've touched on before. So um, why don't you introduce yourself and give us a bit of your background? Sure, Evie. First, thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, I, uh, I am really thankful for this opportunity uh, because uh, just to know uh, the people who have been before me on, on your amazing website, uh, it really is an honor to be oh. here. Thanks. So thank you so much. Uh, yeah, so I'm Ashish Dev. I'm a, I'm a physiotherapist based in India, uh, North India, a small town, a small but bustling town called Dehradun or uh, Dune Valley because it's a valley. Uh, it's very spiritual, uh, very beautiful. So I like practicing here. Uh, professionally, uh, I did my master's uh, in 2016. Uh, in 2014, sorry, uh, from a university in South India. Uh, and uh, I've worked uh, in a variety of settings. Uh, I have worked uh, with sports teams, with youth football teams. Uh, I have worked uh, in ICU as a, as a respiratory, as an acute care physiotherapist. I have worked uh, in orthopedic clinics, in OPDs here. And uh, I have also worked uh, in a, in a world-renowned wellness retreat, which is uh, based in Dehradun itself. So a wide range of experience, you can say. Yeah, that certainly is a very wide range. You've done a little bit of everything, I think, there. And your main interest uh, now these days is MSK, musculoskeletal. Yes, uh, that and also uh, my, my, my passion, my, my interest is to is to raise the standards of, of physiotherapy as a profession in India. So right. I'm sure this, I mean, this is, yeah, this is really what, and this is really what I wanted to talk to you about. Um, so tell us like, what is, or what do you see as the current sort of state of your profession in India? What challenges is it facing? And in what way do you think standards could be improved? Or what, what's your kind of view of the situation at the moment where you are? Right. So uh, I'll just, before I say anything, I'll just uh, give a little disclaimer that uh, India is a, is a big country and we have a lot of thousands and thousands of physiotherapists. So I can, I can speak my views, uh, but I, I don't speak for everybody, but I think I speak for a major portion of the physio uh, population. Uh, obviously the whole process is very intense hmm. and uh, uh, it being intense means that uh, the, the students, the physiotherapy students, they are heavily invested. Uh, so they have spent a lot of money. Yeah. They have spent a lot of time. They have spent a lot of effort. Uh, so they, their hopes automatically are, you know, high. Uh, so I would like to say the word disillusion you know, yeah. because yeah. when you are going through such an intense process uh, to become a qualified physio, and then you come out of the university and you start practicing, you enter the clinical scenario and you see that what was taught to you in the campus and what's there in the clinic 
is is completely different okay so different in the way i'm not talking up we will talk about the uh, you know what's being taught and what's not being taught later but uh, just general things uh, like the pay scale uh, is very low so when we come out of the university we find that uh, it doesn't matter whether you are a bachelor's in physiotherapy or a master's in physiotherapy or even a phd uh, a post doctorate uh, but the the pay scale is is very low secondly uh, there is there is no autonomy in the profession okay the uh, and by that do, do you mean that do you mean the that... title is not protected okay mm. the title is not protected there uh, there is a lack of leadership so we don't have a a, a formal uh, organization or a, or a council like uh, like in the uk you have the hcpc mm. and you have the csp we don't have anything like that uh so there's a lack of leadership uh, like i said uh, the pay scales are are very low the the the, the title is not protected hmm. uh when we come out of the university we uh, see that uh, we need to practice in a hierarchical medical system where everything is dictated by the orthopedician or the doctor Okay so, and is is this only in hospitals or is this sort of across the board across the board i'll say okay uh i'll also say that uh, there are uh, certain uh, institutes or or certain clinics uh, which are breaking the norm but they are usually in in big cities hmm. uh, let's say bangalore or mumbai but if you talk generally uh that's what we face when we come out so uh, when you have invested so much of time so much of effort and when you see uh what's happening abroad uh so the thing is uh, we all know in the US in the UK uh there is a big push towards evidence based practice uh there is a tsunami of pain research going on yeah. uh, it's the whole biopsychosocial model yeah. talk it's there the the physiotherapy outside is at that level yeah okay. but here uh i think the 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 situation is not that rosy if i can say so uh because uh, the even though even though there there have been lot of institutions which have been set in india and physiotherapy education is being promoted uh, but the implementation of policy or how that that information or that curriculum is taught or put forward there is a big gap in that so we don't really uh, we don't really find physios who are evidence based they are very biased Uh, and and by that do, do you mean are is is that because um are they sort of learning a, a curriculum that's based on older concepts or it, has the knowledge not been updated or is it a very biomedical um based education or what what do you see as the differences 
from what you can tell on on uh, on Twitter and other social media, looking at UK and and US uh, sort of physio uh, physio circles, what do you what do you think are the differences between what physios in India are learning and what those in the UK and America seem to be learning? Well, uh, that's a good question. Uh, I I say all of these, all of the factors which you mentioned. Okay. Uh, because uh, yes, it's old fashioned. The curriculum is old fashioned because uh, I don't even know who is setting the curriculum. All I know is that uh, what I have seen personally is that the, the people who are setting the curriculum, the courses, they are the, the same old people, the same old doctors. Uh, they are not even physiotherapists who are setting the curriculum. Okay. So they, these orthopedicians, they get to decide what physios are going to be taught or what they are going to learn. So it's this, uh, this body, this, this, this group of people who have been in that high position for quite a long time in that mm -hmm. university, okay? And they are the ones who are setting the curriculum. They are not physios, okay? Uh, so it's, it's kind of absurd to me to think about this, that how can somebody who is not a physiotherapist can set up a whole curriculum and obviously, if, if orthopedicians, if general physicians, if these people who are at higher positions, academic positions, if they are setting the, the curriculum, obviously, the curriculum is going to be more than 50% biomedical uh, because they are, they are not in touch with what the biopsychosocial advances are happening, the pain research and all these things which are happening abroad. So... Yeah. Uh, because there is, uh, you know, there is a certain comfort in how how things are have been, you know, going. So mm -hmm. they don't really need to change anything. Okay. Yeah. Right? So it's it's actually the whole curriculum is set in a way that they want to. They don't want to. It almost it feels like they don't want you to uh, practice independently. They don't want you to be that clinician who is who is reflective of his practice, who is, uh, uh, you know, uh, who is who's trying to change things, who, who wants to learn more things, who wants to go into this whole the psychos, uh, the psychosocial uh, informed practice. They don't want that. It's almost like when you look at that curriculum, you feel you get a feeling that, you know, they want you to be a technician more who is good at, at diagnosing, who is good at, uh, you know, just, uh, just dealing with the problem, like just like fixing things. Okay, so yeah. this kind of body is a machine type of model, this very structural biomechanical kind of view of the body. Yes, when you are going through all of that as a student, all you want to do is, is not to uh, piss off the, the examiner. Of course. Yeah. So if the examiner is saying, uh, tell me the convex concave rule you are not going to say that okay in a J, in a jospt article in 2017 there was a viewpoint which said that no all right yeah. it's gonna be like fine i i mugged it up just before entering the examination hall so here i here it is yeah yeah all right yeah. and uh, like i said we are preparing technicians 
we are we are not uh, sending out holistic uh, you know practitioners or I, I don't like that word holistic, but somebody who is psychosocially informed, you can say. Perhaps someone who is prepared for the realities of what it's like to treat people who are in, in pain and with injury. Yeah. Yes, and to be very honest, I I would not say that it's it's the professor's fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I respect my professors who taught me and they, they did the best they could, but it's just the whole system. It's such that, that nobody wants to break out of it uh nobody because it's 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 comfort yeah it's this and, is and how things have been done and yeah. if you if you are a student who's maybe doubting what you're learning or maybe you've seen you know other sources of information as you say maybe you've read articles or you've seen other viewpoints and perhaps realize that what you're being taught in this curriculum is not actually um the, the truth quote unquote and um, it's very difficult then to to stand up, as you say, when you're in university and uh, start to challenge these things. Do you think that do you think that among the students, do you think many students know that they're learning maybe facts that aren't so aren't really facts? Or do you think that students mostly believe what they're taught and then perhaps learn after they've graduated that maybe this wasn't all 100 percent what they learned? What do you think it is? Uh, I I feel that some of them do because uh, uh, because of the power of social media nowadays yeah. and uh, people following uh, students following people like uh, like uh, Ben Cormack or mm. you know Adam Meekins is very famous in India. So is he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yes, people are appreciating this that there is more to learn mm. but on on a major scale i would say uh, if somebody's if a professor is is there in front of you and that that it's it's an authoritative figure and you know that you need to pass the exams uh, you need to perform so uh, I think uh, even if they know they can't say yeah, words, I, there's a lot of hesitancy yeah. to raise their voice. Uh, there is voice of reason, I would say, in India, because India is very big. Like I said before, I can only talk about myself, can't talk about everybody else. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that there is there are voices of reason there. Uh, but unfortunately, those voices are not loud enough because okay. they get oppressed i hate to use that word but but students physiotherapy students clinicians here they get oppressed they are there's a certain oppression in this profession Uh, if somebody is trying to uh tell you that you know we need to look at this this way you know pain is not a uh, you know it's it's a complex thing Uh, it has to be multifactorial it 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 has to have an integrative approach. We can't just look at it with this one biomedical perspective. So what you are teaching us, it's the, we, there, there are questions against that. Uh, I am not sure who as a student has this, uh, you can say, who can dare raise their hand and question them. Yeah. Because uh, see education, uh, 
the system in India, the society in India is, is a bit different. Uh, you know, here you can you can do things like you know, uh, okay, this this student raised questions against me, so I'm going to fail this person. That can mm -hmm. happen. Uh, yeah. If in a you know, uh, teachers can can even raise their hands uh, okay, to hit yeah. students. Mm, so it is. It's so uh, there's quite a. I don't know. I suppose you'd say. Uh, a pretty unfortunate power dynamic and hierarchical system there that's somewhat working against the students maybe yes uh, as a society we are evolving as a country we are evolving so uh, things are changing so mm -hmm. it's not like anybody is now free to raise their hand but uh, i'm talking about how physio education has evolved for, for the past 30 years okay so change takes time yeah so and it's unfortunately it's, it's still the it's still that old system of coming in the classroom and writing on a board and giving a lecture mm -hmm. so how that yes there is evolution in the in the curriculum they want to probably probably they want to be uh, you know at par with the curriculums in the west but how it is delivered is another issue so if if there is no engagement, if there is no debate, uh, if there is just you know you walk in, these are the pre-planned slides on yeah. the board. This is what happens. This is what happens in back pain. This is what a disc degeneration looks like. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. So. Well, yeah. look, I'm, I'm thinking, given what's given what's at stake, you know, for students, maybe. You know, it's it's a lot to expect that a student would um, object to this. You know, stand up and raise their voice, and maybe object to outdated um, paradigms in in the curriculum. I think it's more reasonable to expect that maybe, you know, qualified physiotherapists, people who've been in practice for a few years and beyond, that really they're the people who should be taking on this issue. I suppose the way the way you are. So yourself and are, are there others like you? Is there sort of a general movement now of clinicians looking to question the curriculum and trying to, you know, progress things? You know, are there, are there other, uh, other people like you wanting the same, the same thing you do? I, I believe there are. Hmm. I believe there definitely are because uh, the, the frustration is, is boiling for quite a long time, I okay. feel. Uh, in the in the physiotherapy community, and uh, uh, I also feel that uh, uh, you know when when you are studying, when your education is being done in a system which is an op which is a system of operation. Okay, so uh, you are studying in a in a university, and and you are basically just being taught this 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 this. You can't raise questions, mm. right? You just need to get out of the university with good marks and a degree, right? And then you are the 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 process starts there. The process of operation starts there, and then you get out of the university and you are struggling to find a job, which uh, which pays decent enough, uh, you know. And uh, you also want a job where your seniors will listen to you. Uh, where where growth opportunities, where CPDs are encouraged. Yeah. Uh, when you don't find that and you go to that clinic 
and you see that the person who is your senior has come out of that same oppressive system. Yeah. So when you are coming out of that system, it trickles down and that senior person starts oppressing this new person, yeah. the new employee who is at the job. Mm. And when this person goes, somehow makes his or her mark uh, in the field, gains experience, manages all the politics and all the, all the nonsense, builds his own clinic, his own setup, hires a new grad. This person becomes the oppressor. Yeah, okay. I think so, that's, that's a well-known phenomenon, I think, the world yeah. over in many different fields, yeah. Yes, so uh, so it's, it's, like a, it's like a very boring cycle. And when, when somebody is doing that to me in a clinic, as, a, as an employee, I am facing that kind of situation. Uh, we start blaming ourselves as physiotherapists that we are not good enough. You know, uh, we, uh, it's our fault. So we, we, were, we were disillusioned in university because in the, in the campus, we were told that this is a very noble profession. Yes, it is, of course. Uh, we were taught these many things uh, by an authoritative figure who painted this picture that, you know, this is what you're going to face in the clinic. This is what you should know, this and that. And when you come out in the real world, the, the real world struggles are, you know, you are dealing with a senior who does not uh, appreciate you trying to learn more, trying to grow. They will straightforward come out and say to you that, uh, uh, why do you need to go to this course? What's the need? Because in India, we don't have what you have in the UK that to maintain your registration, to be on the registration, uh, you need to every two years, yeah. you know, uh, give your CPD credits, you need to prove. There is no such need here. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, if we are attending a workshop and for name's sake, they are giving us a, some CPD points, they don't stand anywhere. Okay. Because we don't have a regulatory body. Do, do you think that this is a, a big part of the reason for this? Um, you mentioned before, you think there's basically a brain drain, as you called it, of physiotherapists, really good, um, you know, clever and, you know, really good physiotherapists who you feel that they're, they're just leaving, really, they're going to other countries. Do you think that's part of the reason for this brain drain? Yes, definitely. Now, this brain drain topic, I can talk yeah. at length. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, because this is, this is one thing which which really frustrates me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about this brain drain then, as you see it, um, of good physios leaving India. Yes. So if I. The, the Indian population is in billions. And the Indian government is trying to, uh, you know, take promote these healthcare measures, health for healthcare for everyone, you know. So you can only imagine how many physios we need in India. Yeah. Uh, the second wave, the horrific second wave, with just we are just like you know at the at the end of it. Yeah. Everybody got to know the importance of respiratory physio in mm -hmm. India. So there is a need. It's obvious. It's there. Like you need probably I don't know thousands and thousands of physios to serve these billion population right mm -hmm. but when 
physios are are coming out of the university this disillusion uh this you know disheartened yeah with how the thing is going how the how the whole uh the whole job situation is how how the whole physiotherapy as a profession is is moving forward they get you know they they get really uh they get really disheartened uh because uh we uh, me as a male physio right uh the society is i don't know if the, the society is changing but you can still say that it's a patriarchal society so the men are supposed to earn for the family so if somebody like me a male physio who has spent so much time effort money in gaining this kind of education and who just sees that you know i can't make ends meet mm-hmm. because the pay scale is so low so where is the time to think about the profession when i'm just thinking how to get by yeah day to day so where's the time to to move the profession forward who is even thinking that right yeah also uh when you are so much uh bored of the whole system you you start looking abroad right uh you start looking towards greener pastures and there is a, i don't know which word i should use a, a disenchantment that that uh, physios in the uk physios in the us are are better than us uh because the 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 thought process is uh the education system there the curriculum there how it is delivered it's much more flexible mm. so uh they automatically get attracted yeah. so all they want to do almost everybody i ask is that either they want to go and study abroad if they have uh, were studied in india they have done their masters in india like me they they want to work there they want to do their job in the us or the uk they even look at countries like australia and new zealand yeah. where they the main i think the main drivers of of this this drain this brain drain is is a uh, lack of respect mm. uh more opportunities outside rather than here yeah. uh and uh, just more pay scale just better living yeah yeah that's why they they move outside because if you see in india the 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 career ladder is very short okay unless you have uh, you know massive social connections network then probably you can you can be like a very hot shot sports physio with a very very nice team hmm. but if you are if you are a general physio who is just you know looking to help people uh then it's very hard yeah uh the women i there is subtle sexism mm. in india as well in the mm. profession uh men are supposed to be the bread earners yeah so what what you're describing there it sounds sort of like a a catch 22 you know or like a vicious cycle where you know the you feel that the the education and the opportunities for physiotherapists in india are are not what you would like them to be which leads to younger physiotherapists leaving 
to find better opportunities and better um, economic opportunities, which means that then there are no there are no physios in India to to work on progressing the profession and um, improving, let's say, the standing or the the respect to physios, the, you know, all that kind of thing. So it really it's it's a difficult problem to see how um to see you know what could sort of help the situation. Do you think um do you think that like social media for all its for all its uh, downsides as well um that it has the potential to be a, a real positive force there? Like do what do you think might help the situation? Like, are there any, are there any, um, any lights at the end of this tunnel at all, Ashish? Or do you see any positive, <laughs> any I, hope? I do, yeah. Actually, I do because that's what I'm doing. That's why I'm what I'm passionate about mm -hmm. is that uh, I see, I see Indian physios who migrate abroad, and they're doing so well. Mm. They're doing so so well uh, in in all the fields. And they even have their own social media handles in which they are, you know, doing all these things, posting all these nice, nice thought process and everything. Hmm. It's just in India, I don't know what, what the hesitancy is. Hmm. Like I said, one could be there is just no time. Yeah, I think that's because there's fair. no time to think about the profession. There's no time to think about social media. If you're using all of your time and attention on really trying to secure your own income, like just to secure yourself economically, you don't have any yeah. leftover kind of attention or effort to be thinking more broadly about the profession. It's just, I think we are, we are focusing as physiotherapists. I think it's time to change our perspective in India because we have been focusing on the wrong thing for so long. Okay. It's, it's always been, uh, whenever you talk about the state of the profession in India, the the or the, the top things which which everybody says is that uh, we need the the prefix of a doctor, hmm. right? Uh, hmm. We need that. Okay. Fine, fine. But how is how is that going to help? Is is my question? Hmm. Okay. Uh, they are. I mean. There is, there is always fight going on between the orthopedicians. They are actually saying, they are, they are, they are uh, giving out speeches and articles and holding conferences in which the agenda is uh, uh, physiotherapists should not be allowed to practice independently. That's the agenda. Oh, okay, so, so you're really fighting against this old hierarchical... Yeah. Uh... Yeah. So, and uh, if we as a profession start advocating that we should be using the, the prefix doctor, there are a lot of friction. There's a lot of friction. A lot of people, high positions, they are saying no. Okay. Right. Yeah. So the thing is, see, you use the title of a doctor if you have done a DPT. Now, DPT is not easy. Mm. It's easy to say here that, okay, we need to use the title doctor. But think about it you need to study more the the physiotherapy curriculum is already so intense mm, yeah if you want a doctor you need to study at that dpt level yeah, yeah. and that means solutions. yeah that means more investment of time yeah. more investment of money yeah. so if you are not being paid so well how are you going to pay those student loans yeah, of course, a dpt uh, program so do you and think so it's so maybe yes. it's more sort of the, the public perception of physiotherapy and the medical um, perception of physiotherapy. 
maybe not just by orthopedists, but by but by the medical community generally and how they view physiotherapy yeah. to have a better understanding of its role and its value um, and that in the general public as well. Would that be the, the best solution? Yeah, really? I think the, the thinking process is that if we are recognized as a doctor, then patients are just going to come into our clinic. Mm. You know, then everybody would know what physio is. Mm. Right? Yeah. I think we need to move ahead of that kind of thinking. Because if you do well as a physio, all right, in this this big massive land that is India, where this you know remote villages and towns and cities and different ethnicities, diversity, all of that, if you are trying to create awareness for physiotherapy in India, it's just not that simple that you start using the title doctor and everything is going to be okay. Mm. It's just like you know dealing with somebody with pain. It just cannot focus on one okay. Yeah. There has been talk for so long that we need a council. We need a regulatory body. And there are, from time to time, there are demonstrations mm -hmm. held where these physios, they walk in the heat in the, in the city of Delhi and they, they, they do these demonstrations that we need autonomy. We need uh, the, legisl uh, the bill, uh, the government to pass this bill where you know, we can use the title doctor and all those things. That's fine. That's fine with me. But how long are you going to wait for this? Hmm. Is my question. Is if you if there is a council, is that is is that going to be a solution? That's that's my that's my question. Is everything going to be sorted hmm. if you have a council? Because somebody who for okay one fine day you have a council in India. But that council members, the, the board of directors are, are going to be the same people who don't want things to change mm. because of their personal benefits, of the internal politics. And they don't want things to change. They just want how things were 20 years ago. So having a council, yeah, there is a chance that you might have a standard pay grade across the board, like you have NHS band five, band six, band seven maybe something like that but is that really going to happen if we have a council mm. so all these demonstrations all these talks is is kind of a distraction for me because if you want to bring a change it needs to start from you if you want public to be more aware of the profession you cannot hope that patients are going to just come into you to your clinic right because what happens here is that Nobody gets physio done unless they are told by an orthopedic doctor that, you know, you need physio. Mm. And orthopedic doctors are prescribing physiotherapy exercises in their notes, even though they are not a physiotherapist. So we are basically somewhat, somewhat like a technician. The person is coming to you with a sheet, with a doctor's note, and it says, the doctor says you put uh, tens and you put, you do back extension exercises, hmm. you know? Yeah. So is, is this, is all of this, which has been there for so many years, is going to change by just making a council and you able to write a doctor's uh, prefix? And this is, this is what I'm trying to say when, when I try to understand why people go abroad is that they say that, you know, they respect us there. 
we have we can practice what we what we are taught women physios go outside because they want to stand up on their own they don't they have studied here and they do, they don't want to you know uh, what should i say lack in any in any area of their practice so they they want to better themselves so they go for that hmm. the the incentive for male physios to go abroad is basically i want to earn more hmm. because i need to take care of life yeah. In yeah. Yeah, I, so, I know you've uh, when, when we've been chatting before I remember you you were bringing up this issue of you, know, you think this you know what what you see is this pre- pretty major sexism in um in the profession in uh, in general. Um yeah. I think you you noticed when I posted something about how there, there weren't enough female physios on the podcast or at conferences or something. And you said to me, "Oh my goodness, you should hear. Uh, you you should hear what it's like, um, where you are." So yeah, how do you see kind of um, I don't know, sexism and problems with female representation uh, where you are? Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, there is, I don't in any conference. I don't see a South Asian a woman. Or a man talk or give a give a give a presentation. Mm. Those who are uh, Indians, they have all settled abroad. They are practicing there. So there's there's nobody looking at us. You know, uh, we have the skills, we have the edge, we have the knowledge, and we we can, if we are given the opportunity, we can say things we have things to say we have things to write we can write blogs we have things to post we can manage social media but it's just somewhere there is a big hesitancy because of this this oppression system we which we have come up with you know and how there is a there's a ingrained mentality that that whatever the the white physio is saying abroad is 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 correct so you just soak in all the information so yeah. we don't want to come forward okay so i so one thing is that that we ourselves are not coming forward and the other thing is is anybody even looking towards us because all these social media platforms the the big big accounts they are only promoting uh, white physios no offense it's this whole system which has been going on from so long that we are habituated to just soaking in information mm. you know which is being presented to us we don't want to i don't know i should say the word we don't want to create we don't want to stand up we don't want to stand up and shout like look at us you mm. know look at us we know we have skills i'm not just talking about indian physios physios from pakistan physios from sri lanka physios from nepal there's so many talented physios from nepal who have just gone abroad to new zealand and done their phd's and now they are they are doing so well they are very knowledgeable but unless you create that environment that ecosystem in india where you create opportunities for for physios to grow to stand up for themselves to be loud and to say to the world that look at us you know we know things give us opportunities let us repre- you know give us the representation we deserve because we have thousands and thousands and thousands of physios 
but there is nobody what in a conference you see what five people five indian people hardly and all of them have been settled and studied and worked abroad and living abroad who is coming from india who is who is sending me an invitation ashish come on let's see what you, what you can deliver what what you bring to the table so the problem is people are not looking and the problem also is we are also not pushing ourselves up we need to we need to and there are voices there are people who are as passionate as me i believe so uh because it's a big big country uh but we need to create that ecosystem we need to create that environment where where we have opportunities to grow and that's not going to come by setting a council i don't think so really you think because, it's going to come by individual physiotherapists yeah. standing up and saying yes basically what you're doing trying to shout about it tell people what you can do that because that's what the the physios who are migrating outside is doing hmm. all of a sudden they are they are active on social media they they are getting the opportunities they are getting they are satisfied basically with life yeah but that's not going to change what's happening in at India. all because uh, you know brain drain is fine you go there you study is fine but come back as well but they are only going to come back if we as a profession create that kind of environment that they want to come back uh, well it sounds it sounds as if you're you're doing your best you're doing what you can to try to to try to work on this problem so yeah yes, because those who are here in india those who have already not left are either quite philosophical who are on the line of like you know we don't care about money we are in this profession to help people there are people like that of course mm-hmm. i have friends like that uh, they are not in msk they are, they are in cardio <laughs> i was thinking yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah there are people like that or they are not able to go because of family commitments because we uh, as a society we are a very close knit society we we have parents living with us and you know we have responsibilities and things so they don't go so they just get stuck in us in a society where you are thinking that things outside are better people outside know better uh the teaching the curriculum the whole process is far more flexible and better the opportunities are better everything is is better and it's not because but, yeah that's what i was what you're trying to say is boss no they're not necessarily we need to be actually listening to other physios in other countries with other experiences and other backgrounds too it's a it's i think it's it's high time that this complex narrative which has so many factors involved of why people are leaving why physio is not growing as it should be why it's not being recognized in the general population all these factors need to be addressed now i think this is the right time now because you are going to end up as a country with a very large workforce which is which is not satisfied mm. and who are just literally like, like a refugee being pushed out we are we are not migrating because we want to mm. 
right? Uh, we are just literally being pushed. Like, like physios, you can say, are fleeing the country. Yeah, I mean, this, that shouldn't that shouldn't be the it just shouldn't be the situation where there's such a need for the kind of skills and you know education and for for the value that physiotherapists can bring to individuals and to the public in general and um, where there's that much of a need really this this should be a profession that you can you know that yeah. you can uh, yeah that, that you can become a physiotherapist and expect to be able to live you know a fairly decent life and and get on and help people as best you can and and yeah get your career started that way so yeah, i hope um, i would also i would also like to say that uh, uh, you know, when you are studying in the West, you are treating their community. You are treating them, those people. It's, it, the culture is different. The, the genetics, everything is different. Here in India, it's, a, it's an ancient, uh, you know, we have so many practices, uh, medical practices. We have the traditional uh, Ayurveda system of medicine in India. We have yoga. We have we have so homeopathy, we have so many other, you know, I don't know, should I say alternative uh, ways of treatment, which our grandfathers, our grandmothers, they have gone to these practitioners. And so we, I'm not talking about the metro cities, I'm not talking about the big cities, I'm talking about the, 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 the massive general population, the, 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 the small towns and the cities. Yeah. They so we as physios are, are dealing with, with people who have the belief that these things work. Yeah, very it, strong competing beliefs to what you... They are ingrained in the society. And so we as physios, we are not taught to fought, fight this in the, in the curriculums, in our universities. Mm. It's when we come outside and we see the real scenario that how much it takes for us to convince somebody who is like living in a village or, or living in, in the hills where I am uh, to know the benefits of exercise, to encourage them so that they can adhere to an exercise program, to, to, to explain to them, to educate them, you know, what modern research says. If you cannot change uh, the thought process of these academicians at higher positions for so many years, how can you expect to change that in a general population? And when you don't have a leadership, when you don't have somebody pushing forward, you don't have a council, they, for like, I think till, till 2017 or 2016, I'm not sure, they, we had two councils. So I, as a physio, did not knew like who should I register with as a member yeah. because both of them are saying we are representing the, the concerns of the physiotherapist community but who should I go to but there are two of them and they have internal conflicts and there are like huge court proceedings going on and politics oh going gosh. on and demonstrations going on who has time for that because yeah. if you are thinking of how to make ends meet yeah. I am not very sure, but if you check the WCPT website, India is not registered with them. Uh, because I think we have not paid the dues or, or we don't. Uh, so th there's a whole document there on the website. Yeah. 
yeah. which Emma Stokes, I think, is the president for. Uh, yeah, so they have the whole document there. Like, this is why India is no longer the member. We don't recognize as a member. Oh, gosh, like it really, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough position uh, for, for members of the profession, you know, when there's yeah. that much um, just general conflict and disorder, you know. We, we do have very talented physios. Mm. Very talented. But the system is letting you down somewhat, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, we are just, uh, you need an environment to grow. Mm. You know, and you well, can, look, Ashish, yeah. I think we're going to, uh, I think we have to try to end this on a positive note. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell me. It's that. not positive, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, I am just it just gets gets me riled up sometimes so frustrating yeah, yeah i can see it you know i can yeah i can see it i think um i think it's really admirable what you're doing trying to raise the visibility and the profile of physiotherapists in india and also even just talking about the the problems with the curriculum with education with this hierarchical system with these outdated you know sort of yeah, ways, ways of teaching and, you know, things you're learning and all, all these problems that you're bringing up. Hopefully other physios, uh, particularly in India, might see what you're saying here and hopefully it'll give them a bit of courage and a bit of hope to maybe connect with you and, yeah, even just encourage other people to do the same. If, if this disenchantment is, is removed, then maybe people will start thinking in a different direction. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Well, Ashish, uh, where can people reach you if they want to learn more about you? How can we follow you on social media? Give us your uh, sure. how to reach uh, handles. So my my Instagram is where I'm most active. Okay. Uh, so that's uh, very simple. It's Ashish Dev Physiotherapy. At Ashish Dev Physiotherapy. And uh, my Twitter handle is at uh, Kera underscore Dev 30. So it's a it's a tricky one. Which I'll, I've made I'll, I'll note. I'll link to all these, or I'll you know I'll write them down underneath yeah. the, in the blog post that will accompany this uh, chat. So yeah. Sure. Well, Ashish, thanks a million for taking the time to chat to us. I know it's eight thirty p.m. on a Saturday your time, so thanks for thanks for taking your Saturday night off to have a chat. And I'm pretty sure Thank we'll talk you again so in the future. So much this opportunity. Enjoy the rest I'm of the weekend. So, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Ranting about it.